to the podcast. We're so excited today. We are talking about one of my all-time favorite movies, one of my favorite Disney films. This is Talking Disney, and the random number generator was very kind to us this month. <laughs> yes. Having the Black Cauldron last month. <laughs> we are talking about the 30th animated classic from Walt Disney Animated Studios, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, excellent. <laughs> So, Stephen, thank you so much for Hi. to talk about this. This is so oh, fun. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Rachel. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I'm with you. This is this is one of my all time favorites from all yeah. the animation studios too. I just absolutely love this film. Yeah, I I absolutely love it. It, it I go back and forth sometimes on my rankings. I have it at number one, and sometimes I have Little Mermaid at number one. I think that Beauty and the Beast is probably the slightly better made film but uh the little mermaid has more more nostalgia for me mm -hmm. it was very very influential in my childhood yeah and so i go back and forth but i love them both so much yes i i, I hear you. they're both they're both so good mm -hmm. i i typically have beauty and the beast as my number one too yeah so it's yeah so good. it's just so good and as the first animated film to be nominated for best picture at the oscars i know which was and so cool it's only when happened, that happened it's only happened three times and it happened when uh when there was only five nominees so it was even more special yeah. than when it happened with up and toy story three and uh it is just such a special lovely movie and you know we'll talk about some of the things that maybe people take issue with and uh maybe our response we're gonna go through it but yeah i i remember vividly i remember going to see it at the villa theater yes in salt lake city yes and where the they greatest sell, yeah, yeah they sell rugs now which is so sad oh uh, <laughs> every time i drive past it i get so depressed like bring back the villa that was like my favorite favorite theater as a kid i love yeah. it yeah and it has a balcony and if if i was rich i would restore the villa i know <laughs> that's what i would do me too <laughs> so seriously if we ever if anybody wants to support the podcast <laughs> that's right can, then stanford and i can go help us <laughs> and we'll be showing a lot of disney movies yes. on the big screen <laughs> oh, that'd be so amazing. but i vividly remember it i remember going I remember just being enchanted, loving it. And, you know, this was, I was 10 when it came out. So that's a very impressionable. Oh, age. absolutely. <laughs> it's, the, the, it's the perfect age yeah. to go see, you know, this wonderful movie. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast were kind of my introduction to music. Like as far yeah. as the first like music that I ever really fell in love with, knew every song, knew every line. Uh, the and and the way that it certainly Beauty and the Beast was certainly one of my introductions to musical theater for sure. Oh right, and, exactly. I mean, because these are just <laughs> they are Broadway shows, you know, animated Broadway yeah. shows. Is what they are. <laughs> And I, I just, I think it is a really, really special movie. And I, I think it does, it holds up really well. And, oh, I and do too. we're not going to talk about it too much, but the, when they did the remake, one of the things that bummed me out a lot was that I felt like 
the people making it kept talking about all these ways that they were modernizing it and and making it better and this was a whole new beauty and the beast and i'm thinking we don't why do we need that it was already modern it was already like bell was the most modern of all of the with the exception of maybe mulan was yeah. the most modern of all of the princesses and yet she's not good enough evidently for <laughs> it made, made me so mad and all the changes they made i hated and yeah. it was very frustrating to me to see it kind of i don't know just dragged through the mud is how i felt and it felt sort of you know people like oh my childhood i i wasn't like that but it just in the sense of something that was very special to me that i felt like was just being constantly criticized uh by people that i felt like should know better and at least it seems like with this new lion king i i read a whole article where john favreau was just he was just nothing but praise there was no talk about we're modernizing it we're updating it we're making it better you know all that kind yeah. of stuff and yeah so i was it was hard it was a hard experience for me yeah i uh i didn't like the live action remake yeah uh you know live action in quotation marks um right. but uh you know i call it the live action and photorealistic cgi remakes <laughs> but for for many of the same reasons have you seen the stage version of of, of this I have. yeah and the broadway version is very special to me as well because uh when i was 20 uh yeah 20 i went on a very special trip with my grandma and my cousin and uh, to new york city and we saw while we were there cool. yeah while we were there, we saw the uh, the Rockettes there <laughs> because yeah, that at Radio City Music Hall. My grandma loves the Rockettes, and that's the whole reason we were able to go. Is we were like, Grandma, we could go see the Rockettes. She's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we saw the Rockettes, and then we saw a Music Man, which was amazing. Oh wow! I know. And then we saw Beauty and the Beast, and. So it was really special to me because my cousin actually passed away the next April, so kind of oh. suddenly. And so it has a very special place. Oh, in my heart. yeah. And, uh, and plus my sister, both of my sisters were in it, in stagings of Beauty and the Beast. And, uh, so I, I do love the Broadway musical, um, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just so hard for me to separate myself from all of the publicity of the live action remake and the way yes. I felt like it was just constantly critiquing what I loved and that yeah. was really hard for me. Yeah, that was really frustrating to me too. I I enjoyed the Broadway production too. I think yeah. they did I think they did a nice job. I felt a lot of times and I don't mean any disrespect to the Broadway version, but as I was watching the because I think the Broadway version is better, but um yeah. uh as I was watching that live action version of Beauty and the Beast, I felt like I was watching kind of like a filmed version, you know, of. With of not the, as good singers. But yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, it's just not as good. <laughs> it felt like, it, yeah, with, with changes that were so frustrating, but yeah. I, I literally have a video. I'll put a link down in the description. I have a video on my channel that's, I call it my super nitpicky look at the 2017 and it's 50 oh, minutes long where I just <laughs> all the things that drove me crazy in it but <laughs> but yeah. anyway so yeah that's I just 
and all of it could have been saved if I had felt like the singing was good. And 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 that's the thing about the Broadway musical. Obviously, the singing is good. The yeah. Broadway professionals, but I just felt like the singing was not good. The singing and, was terrible, and and some of the scenes, like like the be our guest scene, it was horrible. I thought, and great, again, because yeah. again, how can you be the be our guest scene from you know from the nineteen ninety one animated animated it's just one? Flat. I, it's it's flat. it right. It, was, it just didn't have. I mean, they were trying to make it colorful and, 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 and fun, but it's just, it was nothing. And then you watch this one, you know, like, like we just did. And you just have got the biggest smile on your face and it's just like the most charming, wonderful thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting about this uh, animated film is that it was made in a very quick amount of time. Yeah. They, they started on the, uh, just the scripts and the other things like that the story the initial storyboards were 1989 uh but then they and then it was released in 1991 so they made from the very beginning all the way until release date in like two years so that's pretty impressive yeah they they were they were going like crazy uh i've got this book that i love it's called Tale as old as time: The Art and Making of Beauty and the Beast by Charles Solomon, mm. and it's got a lot of interesting history about the making of the film. Then, of course, just a lot of this art, which is just you know kind of to die for. But the film, as any as any animated project or really any film, you know, went through iterations, and it has it has these interesting pictures of you know their initial take on the story, given that it's it's a French fairy tale mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they had set it in 15th century france and i don't know if you've seen any of this concept art but it's kind of hilarious to see you know gaston with his powdered wig and 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 uh just some different different takes on that how they did it. and i just think that that was it it fell flat they just couldn't get it to to really work you know mm -hmm. so they brought in they brought in some new directors for a new interpretation of it then yeah, yeah. well and the the thing i think the reason why i think this movie proved to be so special was because the because of a tragedy a sadness because uh howard ashman yeah. uh, the lyricist he uh, found out that he had aids and he had a lim you know limited time left because that was the the period that it was at in the late 80s early 90s and they actually moved the production of the movie up to a residence inn in new york so yeah. that he could work on the movie in his like last days and he died six months before it came out and at least for me like if i knew that somebody i loved somebody i worked with somebody i collaborated with was giving up that kind of precious time of their last, you know, to make something special. Like I would want to do my best work. Yeah. I would want to make it really special. And yes. so I think that's part of the reason why it is so special is just because it, it was kind of consecrated in a certain way yeah, because agreed. of that sacrifice that he gave. And it just has this special, special power, I think, to it. When you think about it from that lens of, of this person literally sacrificing their life for art it's beautiful it is it's yeah i t totally agree howard ashman 
was so talented and he and Alan Menken were such a wonderful team. You know, the stuff that they made is really, it's kind of miraculous. I, I think, you know, and and really, really magical. The, in the best sense, you know, in the best sense of, of the word. And I agree with you. That is that it really had to have made an impact on the team. Mm-hmm. For, for what they for and what they, they were creating they dedicated which i can't think of very many disney films that have yeah a they have a dedication and they said at the end to our friend howard who gave a mermaid her voice and a beast his soul we'll be forever grateful yeah that's so yeah. sweet and yeah i mean he was incredible he in little mermaid he was given a story credit which is uncommon for a lyricist to get a story credit yes and he was famous for dressing up as the characters dressing to give the animators inspiration and he he's just an incredible person and i would love for disney to do a saving mr banks style documentary about not documentary um biopic on howard ashman i think it would be it would be really inspirational and really lovely and i that i think would and plus the fact uh, michael fassbender looks exactly like him <laughs> he really does i mean the he window's does. closing because he's getting too, too old but he he's looks aging, yeah. so much like howard ashman that it would be perfect like do it now do it I now know. people yeah anyway but yeah it was just a really special production and i don't think that you really see any kind of rushed feel to it at least my eyes and you know they were definitely working with some new newer technology they had used the caps and the the computer animation for uh for rescuers down under and then they were using it for the ballroom scene especially yes here and i think it still holds up i think it still looks great oh i think it looks wonderful too i i agree i think that the animation just just the artistry of it is just is so is so top-notch yeah and so it starts out with it starts out with the stained glass and i love that stained glass i was just gonna say uh, that is just one of my favorite openings of any film it's because it just it's so beautiful it's so artistic it's such it's and it's such a great way to illustrate this opening you know this introduction it really felt very nostalgic to our, you know, opening books in there. Yes. Our, you know, original fairy tales. You had, you had David Ogden Steers, who voices Cogsworth, doing the narrator. And that just was so good. Yeah. He so just good. adds so much life mm-hmm. to his, to his narration. I really paid attention even more so this, this, yeah. this time. And just was so impressed with his, his performance, his vocal performance. Have you ever been in Disney World to the Be Our Guest? I have. Yes. Oh, yeah. I it's so really it's cool. so fun. You'd absolutely love it. Yeah. I just they have you know this whole Beauty and the Beast area. So the Be Our Guest restaurant is super fun. But also they have you know this they have Gaston's Tavern, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a particularly an on model recreation of the one you see in the film, but you get the idea. You know, and they've got. Of course, antlers everywhere and stuff. But they just—they've got this Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. I mean, it's—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's just—it's music from but the, the Beauty film. and the Beast. They like recreate the castle basically when you're in there, right? 
think it feels it's like yeah you, you go you go into the castle for the br guest br guest that's what i meant uh yeah the br guest restaurant you're you're in the ballroom mm-hmm. and then they also have a west wing room mm-hmm. and then this other room i can't what they call it it's not in the movie but they still just have all this incredible art on the walls of what it's they have all these paintings of, of bell and beast as if kind of like during that mm-hmm. something there song mm-hmm. it's like an expansion to that that's kind so of cool. as they're getting to know each other and, I think and again it's just like can i just like stay in this room or like can <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> for the, for the day I, I think it's the only place where you can see the beast uh you can meet the beast at disney world yeah you can meet yeah that's probably true because yeah the, the, they have this library that you can go get your picture with the beast yeah i don't know if bell bell might be in there sometimes i'm not sure but there's this there's a story time with bell attraction where you actually go into her cottage too in the in the area it's for beauty for beauty and the beast fans it's just you know it's 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 nirvana i seriously i that, even just that that gaston's tavern that's just a little quick service place where you can get uh-huh. a drink and a treat you know mm-hmm. yeah but they've got these places you can sit and i just just want to sit there and Listen to this. Listen to the Beauty and the Beast music. This orchestral score that they recorded just for the air, you know, just for the land, yeah. and uh, it's so great. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I'm such a you know such a Beauty and the Beast junkie. So after our our stained glass, uh, we we uh, get introduced to Belle, and we have yeah. the Belle number, you know, and it's, it's a little town. It's a quiet village, and that is such like a great way to introduce children to musical theater oh absolutely the the tone and the style and everything yeah. like that and Paige o'hara is just phenomenal isn't she the best Incredible. yeah yeah, yeah. and they had picked her because they wanted somebody who sounded more like a woman than a than a little girl yes and, uh, and so you you know you have that and it is true and i didn't really notice this ever until talking about the whole live action thing she is kind of she is kind of judgy bell of all of these people like because people are so hard on ariel the ariel's like so you know difficult and whatever but but i I, it is true that she's kind of like the poor provincial town you know like (laughs) (laughs) there goes the baker with his tray like and (laughs) But they're also being pretty judgy of her, so it, it yeah. comes both ways, too. Right. But <laughs> and but it's so great because you get so much exposition in this opening number, and you get you get to meet uh, you, of course you get to meet Bell, and you get to meet Gaston in this opening number, and he's so great. I love the character of Gaston, and I love richard white's performance as gaston i think he's so brilliant he's brilliant he's yeah. so he's so good he's so perfect you know in that role i just yeah. again one of those just things is perfectly animated character with 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 the right voice to match yeah, yeah. the whole idea of gaston is that he is the town hero he and he lets one person not liking him just get at him get at him get at him until it turns him into a monster yeah you know and that can it, it can be very like I, I don't know if you've ever experienced i that you just like you you don't understand like why somebody doesn't is doesn't like you or doesn't want to be your friend or whatever and i can remember particularly in high school 
that kind of an experience. <laughs> You're like, why do yeah. you like me? I, where's... <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you just don't. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. he's so cocky. He's so, uh, and he, the only reason that he wants to be with Belle is because she's pretty. He doesn't value anything else about her. Yeah. It's, it's not right for, for women to be getting ideas. And right. <laughs> you are positively primeval. <laughs> Thank you, Belle. And the script for this movie was, uh, the first draft was done by Linda Wolverton. And she's not my favorite person in the world. <laughs> she, I, I mean, she, but this was definitely her shining hour for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but her work is not my favorite. But uh, in this, uh, this is definitely her shining hour. And she, she did a really funny, uh, she did a good job bringing like humor and heart to. Yeah. It's a, it's a really solid script. I it think. Is. Yeah. And it, is. it really, you know, helps the character building I think is so good. And, and yeah, there's, there's so much. And I just, I just like, I just like the, the, the plot too. I think it's got, I think it's got a really good yeah. plot from a story that I think clever. a lot of us are familiar with. Yeah. That is really, it's really a clever interpretation. Yeah. Of it. That, Cause I mean, a lot of us, we just assume the household objects has always been a part of the story, but that's not the case. That's not the case. At and, all. and they were such a delightful addition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really made it uh, Disney in a lot of ways too, where the the way, the way that the household objects were done, yeah, but made it fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and you have of course the foo there. The foo. foo. Yeah. I <laughs> I think that uh, the I've written down uh, Jesse Cordy is his name, the the voice actor. Yes. Um, he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves because he actually sings the Gaston song and he does yeah. a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does a great job. Did a wonderful job. And, and then, uh, yeah, you have Maurice and I like it much better having him be the inventor rather than Bell be the inventor. Yes. It's just, I don't know. I just like it better. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so they have a really fun chemistry and he's going off to, take his invention to the to the town fair or whatever and uh i love when he's going into the forest and just the immediate change in atmosphere and tone and you you get to see one of the hidden disney owls in that scene which is fun yeah because for a long time there was an owl in like every disney movie it was (laughs) they haven't done it since uh for quite a while but for a long time it was sort of a fun thing and and it's just really a great sequence with the uh, with the wolves and the bats and the owl and you have the uh, I forget the name of the horse <laughs> uh philippe <laughs> philippe that's right philippe yes uh, and he ends up at the castle and of course lumiere lets him in <laughs> and uh, uh and you get that delightful opening scene which is just so uh, it's so good and you know they're just trying to be nice and uh they get some tea and you have chip and cogsworth is just freaking out yeah <laughs> which is so funny just, you know i love that about this character and again another just a brilliant 
acting job by David Ogden Stairs, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Barry Orbach. I mean, I remember uh, watching him so on Law and Order and being like, how is this the same person? I know, right? As yeah. Lumiere. It was incredible. Yeah. It's really <laughs> incredible. I mean, he, yeah. he, was, he, was a, he was a Broadway star for, for, for many years. And, it's true. And yeah, I'm with you. I think we would all know him from Law and Order, but, but, uh, doing i remember doing some more research when you know back in the day when the film came out or just reading about jerry arbach and or talking to you know my mom about him and she's like oh yeah he was in all these broadway shows you know <laughs> and, and and uh just super talented he's, he's just he's brilliant yeah that's right because he was the original in the fantastics yes yes i'll try to remember yeah yeah i love that and so do. It, it's it's really good and and the the, the score the making score in this is just oh. so great it just oh. such atmosphere such mood uh for every scene it just draws you in does such a great job with that alan menken i mean what can you say you know he's just so amazing <laughs> yeah uh so yeah and and all the other voice work i mean angela lansbury practically- i mean exactly <laughs> She practically became every person's grandma. And I remember when I, when she sang with the Tabernacle Choir, this was years ago. Yeah. I never yeah. get into the Christmas concert, but I've been to like, I got into like two of them, three of them. Anyway, I was there for her. Oh, she, wow. I know. And she said that she felt like in 9-11 that she had sort of a, that she, the people needed to hear her voice and that people got comfort from hearing her voice because of beauty and the beast and oh, wow. yeah and so she sang you know beauty and the beast at the at the concert and and then she she felt like that was something little that she could do to help people it was something along those lines i was like that's so true yeah it's yeah. just such a comforting it's, <laughs> it's it is and, and her interpretation yeah is so comforting because again sorry to even bring it up but <laughs> You know, yeah, the, the, the live action one. I mean, <laughs> you know, Emma Thompson's British and Angela Lansbury's British, and that's about what they have in common. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> uh, they're both act British actresses. You know, yeah. And, and I like Emma Thompson. Don't get me wrong. I think. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. But, but it just didn't cut it. It's like this is I mean, again, and I don't think she was trying to copy Angela Lansbury, but, yeah. but it just wasn't even close. You know, as far as just the feeling. You get, you know, no. you get from, from hearing the song no. as interpreted and by Angela Lansbury. Like, I didn't like the design of the teapot either. I, I didn't either. On the, with the, the, the face on the side. Yeah, I didn't care. Spigot being her, her yeah. nose. I, it looked so much, it, I, it just looks so flat. Yeah, I, agreed. It wasn't, it wasn't good. But anyway, yeah, so I just, all the voice work was phenomenal, incredible, and so then you get Gaston's wedding that he puts up there and he's going to, he's going to go and he's going to ask Belle to marry. And then they're going to get married right then. There. <laughs> I love so funny. And of course you have the, the three, the triplets that are crying and everything. Yeah. Those triplet and- <laughs> girls that just are so in love with them. Yeah. But I love when Belle says to him, what do you know about my dreams? I, I think that, yeah. that that's a really good line. And, this is you know strapping boys like me yeah exactly <laughs> and he's just so obviously is so clueless 
about what she wants and who she is he has no idea and then we get the bell reprise which is just one of the best i want moments it is and it's so beautifully done i had heard that the animators were paying an homage to the opening of the sound of music film with that scene that makes sense it which totally makes sense but it's so beautiful you know the way that they uh draw bell and the incredible sky and all you know he's just like in this gorgeous painting is what it look, i mean what it looks like you know it's yeah. so it's it's so so great i'm with you it's it's a really great moment so here's a question so she she sings and she says i want adventure in the great wide somewhere now does she get what she wants in the end because she does kind of she ends up as a prisoner first of all but then she ends up kind of getting married and living in the castle like is that adventure enough for our heroine you think well paul you know i you bring up a good point i i think in this case maybe you know i think it maybe is because you know she's not necessarily traveling the world but i like that lyric and that it shows that she again that you know and we learned that about her in that in the in that in the original you know that lost much more than this provincial life you know line the, the, you know, that keeps getting repeated in that opening song in the yeah. bell song but uh she's i don't think i think a character who wasn't willing to put herself out there in that way would not have done what she did although yeah. it's complicated too because she's saving her father yeah i mean i think it helps in the broadway musical that she yeah has, she has that song home yes and which is such a good way of kind of getting into her heart and where she's at and yeah it's a really great song amazing song and so uh yeah so she ends up finding philippe there after she sings the song she goes and she finds her father there trapped and she makes a promise this one other thing i didn't like in the in the new version was that she she doesn't make she doesn't give the beast her word from the very beginning she's planning on leaving whereas i think this is so much more powerful because she willingly gives up her agency for her father for her dad yeah he says you have my word and so that's why i think that the people who cry stockholm syndrome about this movie i don't think they have much of a leg to stand on because she she has willingly given up her agency she's not been kidnapped and she literally leaves i mean they do kind of cram it in to one day but she leaves and she has the ability to leave at any time but she is given her word that she would stay and so i think that that's a completely different thing of somebody who is kidnapped and then emotionally manipulated to fall in love with their kidnappers yeah i don't buy the stockholm syndrome stuff either with this i just don't yeah yeah Yeah. okay so then yeah we have uh the the beast and bell and uh, he wants her to come down to dinner and i just love robbie benson is so great he's actually in a hallmark movie this weekend which is how is he and i was joking with my friends i (laughs) he better not have to 
Pepsi. Go ahead and stop. <laughs> and the poor guy, he he, he probably just he, he was just taking a fun little animated film thing and he didn't know it would be his his iconic right role exactly and i remember him at comic-con him telling some story to the effect of that he was getting frustrated with one of his kids or something or something like that and uh, at the grocery store because they were taking stuff off the cashier or whatever and uh and he was like stop it and and uh and and everybody was like what (laughs) like it was not (laughs) such a such a memorable voice he went into his beast voice (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious and he does a great job i love him in this yeah robbie Benson gives such an outstanding performance and i think in so many ways it was such an unlikely you know you just you wouldn't you wouldn't having seen him in other films like ice castles or something you wouldn't you just wouldn't expect him i think that was probably some of the joy that the producers got about, or, you know, the directors got in casting him too. He was just, he was just terrific. A really multi-layered performance, you know, really good, really, really good. Yeah. And so, yeah, she doesn't eat with me and she doesn't, doesn't eat, eat at, all. at all. So good. And then we get going back to the town, we get the Gaston number, and that is just so fun. So I remember the hilarious. first time I heard it, I was laughing my head off. Yeah. So funny. So clever. Yeah. And he's everyone's favorite guy. He's the town <laughs> hero. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is what makes him an interesting villain to me. That, yeah, exactly. Because everybody's on board, but he's such a jerk, you know? I mean, he's he's just punching everybody out, being, you know, just being a bully, basically. <laughs> But they all love him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. Like, no wonder Belle wants out of this town. Yeah. And it was just such a great, incredible Howard Ashman, incredible lyrics. I just oh, love. So funny. <laughs> you know, we all learned what the word expectorating, you know. Needs <laughs> <laughs> to expectorate. Yeah. <laughs> Five dozen eggs every morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. The size and, of a barge. Yeah. And then Maurice comes running in saying uh about uh about Belle and the beast and whatever. And then he's kicked out and crazy old Maurice. He's always good for a laugh. And and that's when he gets the idea of that he's going to try to force Belle to marry him, which is just like insane. Why would you want to be married to someone? that hates you like it's so ridiculous he just <laughs> like, yeah he's so it would be the worst life ever to be married to somebody who hated you like yeah. what? well <laughs> so he's funny. so cool he's so clueless yeah and so the so then we get come back and uh we have an uh, i do love the little moment between uh between beast and mrs potts and where she says you must look you must get her to see past all that and he says uh <laughs> that uh you you know they've tell him you, you must control your temper <laughs> that's really great yeah. yeah and the i i do feel like it is very unlikely that she would be sneaking around on day one that she would be going all around the castle and everything. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they do have to kind of condense it. Right. They have to keep the know. story moving. Yeah. But yeah. And, and so she comes down and uh the and that's when and Cogsworth is like crust of bread. <laughs> that's her milk. Right. Cogsworth, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And uh, and then they have be our guest, which is so great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just one of the all-time great musical numbers in a, you know, in any film, let alone an animated film. And yeah. it's just so, so delightful. Yeah. So I funny. Think, All these fun homages yeah. to classic Hollywood musicals, mm-hmm. but also just its own thing, too. Yeah. Like, you obviously have to suspend your disbelief because if if every single one of those spoons and those things that are moving, if those are all people, then this, <laughs> this staff is... Yeah, there are, there are a lot of people working at that castle. Yeah, <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> and, but it's great. I, of course, they have the gray stuff. It's delicious. And she almost eats nothing, which is kind of funny. Yes. All this food. And she, she's yeah. a couple fingers of food and... Yeah. Of course, you've had the great stuff at Disneyland. And it is delicious. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Basically cookies and cream. Yeah. Kind of but it's thing. such a clever, I'm so glad that they, the culinary team, you know, at Disney <laughs> Parks went with it. It's fun. So yeah. fun. And I, I, I don't think that she would go on the West Wing on the first day. Like that is really passionate. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, she does. And... <laughs> And she touches the, the 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 rose, and so the beast freaks out. You realize what you could have done. Yeah, he flips out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he's he's very upset, and she runs away. Promise or no promise, I can't stay here another minute. Yeah. So she she had her agency from the very beginning. Yeah. So and then we get. I love the animation in the wolf sequence. Like it's so good. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's. I like it too because again, it's it's it's. She's in peril and it's scary and and. Uh, and the, you know the Alan Menken score at, really at heightens it, and uh, you just think, what's going to happen? You know, what's yeah. going to happen? And then the bees, the beast shows up, and it's it's anyway really great. So good, and then they have the great scene where I think you really see that these two people are meant for each other with she's treating his wounds and i just love uh they're they're back and forth if if you hadn't been in the west wing i wouldn't have got upset well if you (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you should learn to control your temper and uh the back and forth is really wonderful i think between them and they do a great job and robbie benson and uh page o'hara yeah and so that's really lovely and uh the uh then we get a little scene with gaston and the asylum head who i love the character design on him he looks so good so good yeah so creepy (laughs) and the voice i don't know who the voice was he's really it's um that um tony oh i'm trying to remember his last name he was the voice of uh judge frollo in the hunchback oh, tony of Notre- j. tony j yeah oh i didn't realize he did that one yeah yeah he and uh he was also the voice of shere khan in in uh tailspin <laughs> remember that the animated series yeah series yeah that's yeah. really interesting 
he's so, really, he's really a, a good what a good voice actor he is yeah. so then we get something there sequence and uh the she's like well, i love the timeline is really messed up i mean it is true because yeah like, how long how long is maurice in the forest for because there's this whole something there and is he is he in the it seems like that's many months right because this is winter yeah so it's kind of confusing but then when you're with maurice it seems like oh it's only been a couple of days yeah that it's just been a couple of days it's that's <laughs> it's hard to tell or maybe it was just like an early snowstorm you know that dumped a whole bunch of snow <laughs> yes, yeah. and so i mean he's pretty i guess he can handle being outside for all that time i don't know it's it's it, it's a little messy but who cares and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you do get the library scene which i absolutely love oh, it's the coolest. <laughs> because it's such a great example of the fact that the beast is paying attention to her and really her. get her something that she would love and and this library it kind of cracks me up like how could you even access any of these books oh i know <laughs> like, I mean, way you, like in this library what is it like 10 stories tall you know or something seven stories tall and you need like you know, the world's biggest ladder to get up to yeah, yeah. But i still it's love so, it it's, it's so, so fun good. i know it's so good and just and, and just like it's a it's a little slice of heaven for bell yeah because right? yeah as you said he he knows what she's yeah what well, she I, I even really love the little scenes where they're eating and she you know picks up her bowl uh yeah I mean, really coming to understand each other it's very, I, it's very really cool. effective yes mm-hmm. good really good storytelling yeah and it all sort of leads up to our ballroom scene which when they of course you have the beast getting ready and and then you have them going down the stairs her and her iconic yellow dress him in his blue kind of suit sort of thing and then you get beauty and the beast angela lansbury it's perfect yeah that whole scene perfect fantastic and the way just the music just flows with them dancing yeah i catch my breath i watch it i know and i love to the animation on uh particularly of the beast how when bell kind of snuggles up to him as they're dancing yeah and he and he just he's so surprised and he's so happy he flashes that big smile to cogsworth and lumiere you know it's It's so good it's so great yeah and uh and then we have uh her going and sitting with the beast and him asking are you happy here and she wants to see her father she sees that he's in the forest (laughs) and needs help and so she goes and he tells the household objects that he's let her go yeah mrs potts says he's finally learned to love and yeah, so it, it's is, really good it's really yeah that's really a poignant part and I, a really cool way i think to illustrate or you know to have beast character get to that point because that's such a, an interesting character arc for him i also what what i i quite like the magic mirror i just think that was i thought that was yeah. like it, and i don't know if that's all linda wolverton or you know or, or however she it was way better than that book horrible like are you kidding me yeah but yeah no i love the animation that that, that like neon yeah green of it it looks really good it looks good and i thought it was a cool storytelling device you know where 
how they how they how, how they used it, and, and mm-hmm. both with the beast, and then later with Belle. Yeah, how she's able to. Yeah, use it. and yeah. so then she ends up going, and and we get the mob song with uh, Gaston riling them all up, and this is just such an incredible song. Richard White's incredible vocals. And just the way that they use light in that sequence, I think, is so brilliant. The oh, way I so too. and just building and building and building and building it up. The, yeah. the harmonies, the you know, it's just it's so good. And uh, and you got the classic line of "He's no monster, Gaston. You are." <laughs> and yeah. that's that's the I think the well, one of those iconic lines of the oh, yeah. of the whole movie for sure definitely monster guest on and uh so yeah then we get our battle at the castle which is very all of a sudden very kind of looney tunes and slapsticky which is a little weird but it's sort of fun but it's a fun it's a fun little diversion and i i think it helps with the pacing of it because yeah. i mean not that anything's been super heavy but it's been a little serious yeah and so it's fun to have a bit of a breather before you get into that final battle, which yeah. is super intense. Right. And, but you do get the trunk that eats the man. <laughs> like, the what burps. happens to him? Yeah. Does, does, does that, when he gets turned back into it, he <laughs> right. like, he's what like happens? Right <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so, anyway, and then I, I, yeah, the whole final confrontation between Beast and Gaston so great because he's just completely uh, just given up basically the beast has and i just love like the i mean it's sad but i i love the way they captured that in the vocal performance in the just he's like slumped over and the way gaston can kind of just push him all around and i i think that uh again richard white is so brilliant when he's like uh were you in love with her beast like that is so yeah. great. It's so good. Did you honestly think that she'd want you? She'd have someone like me. <laughs> I love it. And, yeah. and I love when the beast sees Belle. I know. Just his, his, his face. His whole, yeah, his whole countenance, his whole face. It's really, really beautiful. And, uh, and then when uh, you know, he has the chance to kill Gaston, and of course, yeah. Gaston turns into a baby. Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Right. <laughs> Which is again quintessential for what we'd expect from someone like Gaston, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then he sees Belle. And he he goes up, you know, onto the kind of the balcony, and then Gaston knifes him in the back, and then Gaston falls to his death. Which is yeah. pretty. It's a pretty dramatic death. It's, it's a really They're dramatic villains. death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They 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 show quite a lot of his fall. Mm-hmm. you know and and uh it's it is it's it's very dramatic but strangely kind of satisfying yeah, you know i mean morbid but satisfying because <laughs> like because he's such a horrible yeah. person yeah yeah and i i just love when the beast says at least i got to see you oh i know it's just <laughs> devastating <laughs> the biggest ball fest and the last petal falls and she says i love you and that's when we get our magic and it, what do you think of 
human beast. I guess it's Prince Adam, I think is his name. Well, I guess there's, our, as fans have named him, I'm not sure if that's <laughs> quote unquote canon, you know? But, um, you know, I, I guess I'm not necessarily the one to ask. Other women that I've talked to haven't really been that impressed I with mean, how he looked. What's your take on it? It's hard because I think whoever they, whoever they got, it's just whoever they did, it's just never, that's not the character that we've come to know and love yeah it's just so hard but i don't know he's kind of a little little uh, fabio light kind of i feel like i forget it, adam it's called fabio <laughs> yeah, it's a lose-lose situation you're not gonna win with this but yeah luckily we only see him very briefly it's, a, it's so brief yeah and yeah. They still capture, and, and, you know, as Belle, it's his eyes. Yeah. It that, is you. Like yeah, that Belle really recognizes him, and I think that's yeah. what they were able to keep. And, and then they have sort of Lumiere and Cogsworth that are bickering back and forth, and it's totally Lumiere who said that she's come to break the spell. It's not Cogsworth. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, get so the, uh, you get everybody. Yeah, is that their wedding at the end, or is it just a party of some kind? Do we know? We, I don't think we know. Yeah. Because she's back in the yellow dress. Is she? Okay, that's right. And, and it's hard to know. And yeah. a little bit of trivia, you know how they're waltzing? Yeah. They used, I think because I, I had heard because they were short on time, Mm-hmm. They, use they, they use Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's pretty obvious to anybody who's familiar with the yeah. film. But I just, that cracks me up, you know? Yeah. And I had a big battle with someone on Twitter this last week about that. That people thought that was like some, like an affront or whatever. And I, I just don't. I don't. They use it. They did it all the time. You use the tools that you have to make yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think that's, it's really weird that people oh. make such a big deal of that. But anyway, so that's the movie. It's so lovely. I absolutely adore it. And I, I just think it nailed every part of it. I think it has a lovely message about, uh, about loving the inside and not uh, loving the heart, person for their heart, yeah. not, uh, not for the outside outer appearance. And the beauty is found within. And so yes. that's, I think, the, the lovely message about it and that uh and it's just a great great fairy tale with incredible music and incredible animation and i just love it it's one of my favorite movies for sure me too it's such a satisfying movie you know you you just it's it's such a pleasure to watch there's there's so you know there's the the comedy and then and then the action and the drama and the incredible music and such a wonderful conclusion i i just i'm with you it's 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 wonderful and i still it's still at the top of my list of favorite films from disney animation yeah real quick i just wanted to read uh the uh various responses we got on twitter yes beauty and the beast because of course we had many 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 people that wanted to share their thoughts on this film potterhead seven she says my it's a fa- my favorite animated film uh we have uh Al- alex uh, alexander klepsch he says 
absolutely deserves every amount of praise it gets. Its music is magical. Its animation is beautiful. Its characters are fantastic and so well written. And the ending still makes me teary eyed. Hands down, in my opinion, the best ending of any Disney film ever. An absolute masterpiece. Uh, Dragon Reviews, she says, it's honestly a film that encapsulates what is right about Disney all in one film. Wonderful animation, touching characters, and astonishing music. There's few, few films that reach this one. It's my absolute favorite. LC Screen Deck says, amazing, beautiful, stunning, wonderful, best animated film ever. <laughs> <laughs> that fun? All these people are loving this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Love Pirate, he says, have to say pretty great and not in any way hurt by the remake, which is also pretty great. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in his opinion. So uh, we have, let me see if I find somebody that's, uh, um, this Monjour, he says, I can see why it has such high praise for it's a really good film. However, I do feel it's kind of overrated, especially to later films in the Renaissance like Hunchback and Mulan. And then we have Loud Cartoonist. He says, while there are much better Disney movies, Beauty and the Beast is probably the best film to recommend to those wanting to get into Disney animated canon since it's everything that Disney is known for. Stunning animation, charming characters, a simple yet engaging story, and fantastic songs. Highly recommend to anyone. And uh, we have uh, Cartoonico. He says, the animation storybook aesthetic characters songs and atmosphere make it one of disney's greatest films till this day and uh, and then eric Faulkner he says it is a movie i feel walt himself would have enjoyed so there you go nice yeah, <laughs> yeah i think the, the the crowd likes it <laughs> yes definitely so, there we go okay we did it All right well we can do our random number here. Oh, it's time. <laughs> well, you know, the, the number generator was so kind to us, you know, this last time. <laughs> we'll see what's in store. Let's see, 47. What's that? The Robinsons. Oh, it is me, the Robinsons. Okay, I was, I yeah. was <laughs> one off. I actually like, I think it's a little underrated, so I'm excited to talk about I, it. You know what? There's a lot that i like it i mean the robinson's it's too. not perfect but i like it but well, that'll I'm, be I'm fun excited we, to watch it yeah. we just have no we are not gonna talk we're gonna get like the pa package films like every month the, yeah we haven't had one no have we haven't had a single one the random no. number generator is not <laughs> delivering <laughs> on, know. on the and package we, films we haven't done have we done any of the we haven't done any of the the golden era either no we haven't it's really funny interesting yeah. so yeah the earliest one we've done is cinderella cinderella yeah so anyway well that'll be fun i'm excited so next month we will be talking about meet the robinsons so look forward to that oh yes and uh so thank you so much for talking about beauty and the beast oh thank and you this was a real so treat. fun and uh, so, uh, where can people find you? Online? All right. Well, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and I have a movie blog and podcast, which is at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media on Ron Tomatoes and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. 
And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. It means so much to us. And give us your comments. Let us know what you think about Beauty and the Beast. And if you think it holds up, what are some of your favorite parts about it? We'd love to hear. And so thanks again. And we will, yeah, we'll talk again next month. Hey, great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.